The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. I'm Diane Ray, just kind of feeling a little, <laughs> little, you know, frazzed and flustered as we get closer to the holidays. And, you know, I have to admit, I'll be honest with you guys, feeling a little bit down, you know, realizing that this holiday is not going to be what we're used to. It's going to be very different. I mean, I usually visit family in Florida. My sister and brother and their families are all down there. And of course, due to COVID, had to cancel my plans. And a lot of people are in that boat. A lot of us are not going to be in the same kind of holiday mood, not able to do what we can do, not seeing the people that we want to see, not feeling festive. And I'm certainly not feeling like there's any angels around. (laughs) So that's why I'm really happy to welcome my guest today. Maybe I can get more in a, a holiday and loving mood, more festive mood in a more angelic mood. You know, I love talking about angels. This is going to be really fun because my guest today, I'm sure that our paths have just, you know, just kind of almost crossed because I I think we know a lot of the same people. My guest today is Belinda Womack, and she's been working with the angelic realm for over 25 years. And she loves to work with the 12 archangels and ascended masters and relay their transformational and deep healing messages through personal consultations. She does that also online courses, channeled readings and live webinars. And I've heard a lot about Belinda over the years and I've always been fascinated with her work. So I'm really happy that she's able to join me today and, you know, help me feel the power of the angels, you know, because I really need it. And if you're curious about Belinda, definitely check out her site. You can find out more about her at Belinda Womack. That's W-O-M-A-C-K.com. So today we're going to take a dive into her latest book. It's called Lessons from the 12 Archangels, Divine Intervention in Daily Life, something I think we can all use right about now. So Belinda, welcome so much to the show. I'm so happy you could join me. Uh, Joining us from Montana, is that right? That is right, and thank you so much, Diane, for having me as your guest today. And I have no doubt that the angels will be able to lift your spirits. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Because as I was reading the book, I've been spending some time with it. And, you know, I really want to feel that energy. And, you know, I like to imagine that there's angels around me. I I have for a long time. And, and as I read the book, you know, it kind of came became a little more clear to me how they have been communicating with me because sometimes when I'll have a real intense project or something going on and I'll just kind of throw up a little prayer and say, look, if you're out there, if you're around, can you help me do this? And every time I've been able to do what I was asking them to do, you know, somehow the project got finished, you know, something was able to be accomplished. So I know that they're out there. I'd still like to see one. I'm still (laughs) hoping that that's possible. And, you know, maybe you can shed a, a little light on that. So, I mean, first of all, for a lot of our Unity listeners or people that aren't, aren't familiar with your work, can you share a little bit how you first came to work with the angels and, and how you came to do what you do? 
Well, so a very um, quick story is that I believed in angels as a child, um, but I didn't really have my first big change my life, change everything, knock it upside down and um, major transformation until I was working as a cell biologist and I had a visitation from Archangel Gabriel. And just very briefly, Gabriel um, said while I was working on a stem cell experiment of all things, Belinda, we have new work for you to do. Um, you need to help humanity remember that they are God's divine children. And I said to the angel, I think you need a degree in psychology for something like that, and I'm a biologist. So that's just how it began. Um, but after that moment of trying to, the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't work to argue with an archangel or any angel because they just want to help us and they really do know what's going to make us happy and what's going to lift us up. And that's their mission is to really help human beings to embrace why we are here. Um, so you would say to be present and they would say to really fall in love with yourself so that your heart can open and so that you can see the incredible blessings and miracles that are all around. Um, so they encourage for us to ask for angelic help at all times to boost our moods, to help with projects, to help us to see the way forward, especially right now. Especially we right really now. need that. That's so true. And as I was reading the book, you describe a little bit about the story you just shared, how you were working in a research lab before you started working with the angels. And I think that's so interesting that you came from a really, uh, you know, a scientific background, which I'm sure a lot of people in the scientific community would, you know, laugh or be skeptical and kind of scoff at the idea of working with angels or an angelic realm or, or any of that. So did it take a little bit of, of coaxing from Gabriel or were you kind of, you know, freaked out? I mean, I think I would be if I, you know, working in a lab and then I'm, you know, contacted by an angel. I mean, did it take some, you know, some convincing? I mean, you said you can't really argue with an angel. I mean, what what was that like, that shift? Um, so the best way I can describe it is that everything in my life changed. When Gabriel came, I call it my out of laboratory experience. Um, and I was working on a stem cell exper experiment when I was just taken to a different place. I was in a stone room and this angel appeared and again said, we have new work for you to do. And the, and Gabriel even said, and they, and spoke to me telepathically, um, we know you're going to resist but we will keep coming back until you surrender. So Gabriel was the first angel that I met, and then Archangel Michael, and I really didn't know anything about angels. And then it was a group of 12, and they explained, our number is symbolic. It means evolution. We are here to help people to rise up within the spiral of love. So it was very, very challenging. And um, at the same time, absolutely miraculous. I, I didn't understand what was happening, 
But at the same time, some part of me said, well, sure, you know, of course, that must be why I'm on the earth. So I'm not trying to be vague. It's just that when anyone I feel is called into service, service to help humanity in whatever way that may be for them, uh, our lives get turned upside down and inside out. What the angels say is we're not trying to make things difficult. We're trying to help you to have a different perspective of your life so that you surrender and you follow the path that's really going to bring you the greatest joy. So I do still use that scientific brain. I do that with problem solving when I help my clients and, and with teaching. Um, the, the bigger brain, the intuitive spiritual brain, that's what I use for channeling. And so even when I'm speaking with you right now, Diane, the 12 archangels are still speaking through Belinda. Every opportunity they have to say, human beings, you have more power than you think you do. Choose love. Let gratitude be your attitude and surrender to the calling of your soul. You'll find that life does get easier. Well, in the book, you describe it as a door, like there's a door that will kind of connect the the left and right, you know, the, the critical thinking, scientific brain, and then the intuitive, creative side that we all have. But a lot of times we shut that door, right? And we, we don't let that in. So I just, I, I was curious of your experience in, you know, and opening that door and you talk about that in the book. So I think it's so interesting because, I mean, I know a little bit about the angelic realm, you know, I've worked with some angel teachers and experts in the past, and it's so vast, you know, and so rich and so much history that I'm sure it must have been just, I mean, what a difference, like going from the world of a biologist and doing lab work and and testing and stem cell research and that kind of thing into this world. I mean, that's, I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, what that must have been like. That's just such a total shift because there's, uh, there's such a, um, you know, there's a hierarchy, there's different realms of angels. I mean, there's all this, it, it's complicated. Like I, I can't even really keep track of all of it. I mean, I know angels are mentioned in all the major religions, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism. And actually, I didn't know this in Kabbalah, there are 10 archangels that they mention. But you mentioned 12, like in the book, you're, say, you're saying this is lessons from the 12 archangels. So were there, I mean, are there, I guess there's 12, I don't know, can you explain that difference, like from the different schools of thought? So I want to be honest, I am not an angel historian. I am not an angel um, researcher. What I am here to do, meaning Belinda, is I'm a messenger for these 12 incredible beings. So the way they describe themselves is that we say our number is 12, but 12 means evolution. Just like you have 12 hours on a clock face, you have 12 months to your year. You have 12 years of primary education. If you look at this, you are evolving. And so we are here to help you to lift up, to rise up, and to evolve. We also say to you, 
most powerful human beings, that truly there is no hierarchy, not among angels and not between angels and human beings. This is something that human beings came up with because you are very much into hierarchical structure. You want to believe that someone outside of yourself is an authority. We exist to teach you that your heart is your true authority. So we do not believe that we are above you or below you or that you are above us or that even Master Jesus is above you. His message, and this is something we just offer, his message is live from your heart and find that the heart, when you love, is an incredible power that opens doors. So what happened for Belinda is that we taught her that there is a purple door that connects the masculine brain, which is the logical, rational brain, to the feminine, creative, intuitive, spiritual brain. So we invite you to close your eyes and take some deep breaths and find the purple door. It will appear. And you open it. And you step into a beautiful emerald green meadow. This is your heart. And the more you open the door, the more of the beautiful green love you will find and you will feel. And this is where angels can come and meet you. For you see, we just exist at a different vibration. We don't experience fear. But we can help to be the light to guide you through it and help you to once again choose love. We hope, Diane, that in some way we have answered your question, perhaps not exactly the one you asked us. No, it, may, it makes sense. And you're right where as, as humans, we do want things to be in order, right? So we are always putting things in kind of a hierarchy or in lists or something like that. So... Yeah, so I, I guess I have to I have to take my thinking out of that out of that realm, you know, in, in trying to put things in some kind of order or some kind of hierarchy or or a list or something like that. So really the the number twelve where I was thinking because when I first picked up the book, I thought, Oh, well this is gonna be an overview or introduction to archangels and I guess there's twelve. I didn't know that. You know, so I I, the book totally surprised me. I mean, I thought it was going to be something different than once I got into it. It was actually messages from the angels, you know, angelic guidance. So 12 is not an actual number of angels. See, that's where I'm thinking about a list. So it, I'm glad that hmm. you could explain that to me. So it's not, not so much a list. So this is called, or, or it's the 12 archangels of the central sun. Are, are the group or collective that the messages are coming from. Is that right? That is correct. And they just wish to add that there are 12 of them, but angels work like music. When you need 144,000, they just multiply. So it depends on what you need. And there are more archangels 
than 12. You can find books that say there are seven, there are 10, there are 12. There are infinite numbers of angels. The, the arc in Archangel from their perspective is that they help human beings to build an arc or a bridge between their ego and their own heart and soul. Because that ego, which is an expression of the soul, it can just get feel, it can buy into separation and feel so all alone and, and miserable, especially right now during a pandemic where there's social distancing and, you know, lock in and lock down and we're not, we don't have the freedom to go and travel and see family from, from their perspective. What really matters is that all beings truly originate, come from, connect with the heart of the creator or the heart of God, which is the central soul, also known as the central sun. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yes. And thank you for explaining. And I have to ask, so as we're, as we're talking throughout the show, will, so are you kind of shifting back and forth to share what they're telling you in real time right now as we, as we're speaking now? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is great. So we actually have a we have a connection. I guess you have a connection all the time, just pretty clearly. That is right? pretty to much get... how it works. So even yeah. if it's like right now it's Belinda speaking, they're still they're still here. So sometimes you'll hear me go back and forth. Sometimes it's gonna sound like, okay, it's just Belinda. Oh, all of a sudden here's that big group of 12 loving angels trying to fill everyone up to overflowing. They say, we want to turn each of you, anyone that is listening, into a flowing fountain of everlasting love so that you're never thirsty. And those who are blessed to know you can also take a drink of love that lifts you up and reminds you that pandemics are temporary. It's just happening for you to learn what really matters. You really matter. You really matter. So there great. you go, and, Diane. That and was not, the 12th Archangel. <laughs> that's so great. And not the small stuff. Well, it's, in, it's interesting to listen to you because I can hear when you say, you know, uh, this is Belinda, and then, and then your voice will kind of shift a little bit to where if you're sharing a message. So it, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So one of the messages that you shared, like right in the beginning of the book, which, which really kind of hit home with me that the angels share with you, you know, and with, with us in the book, reading the book, that their mission, their mission for God is to prove to humanity that heaven has always existed right inside of us. And I've always felt that that's true, that, we're pieces of of God that there's no separation and you know unity teaches that as well and then I think people have a hard time with that concept where a lot of people think heaven is a place to aspire to go to after we die like that's our big reward and that separation I think is what causes us causes us a lot of pain 
Is that what you think the angels are trying to share with us in that, in that lesson, you know, in their mission? Definitely. But let them answer the question. Diane, what we wish to tell humanity is that heaven is a vibration it is a vibration of purest love, unconditional love, unconditional love that comes with compassion and kindness, a sense of humor. There is no judgment. There is only equality and oneness. And yes, this is where all souls come from. On schoolroom earth, as we call it, the human being has an ego that gets to experience fear and fear pulls your vibration down into the denseness of something that is definitely not love. So if you want to experience more heaven in your everyday life, then walk through the purple door, take a deep breath and say, I choose love. Angels and my own soul, show me, fill me with unconditional love. For as you fill up with love within, heaven begins to appear vibrationally more in your daily life. What does that look like? Well, it looks like happiness, good health loving relationships, the prosperity that you need, what it really means, trust, trust, trust in yourself, trust in the creator that you have not been abandoned. You are always loved and cared for. And the deeper that trust grows, the more miracles you will experience. I think a lot of us may feel that we have been abandoned. <laughs> so it's nice to hear that that we're not. And you talk about in the book as well that all of us have this ability, maybe not to the level that you have, or maybe we do. I don't know. You can tell me that we have the ability to communicate with the angels like you're doing and that the exercises that you share in the book can help us make that connection. So is it just that we've forgotten how to open that door, but we all can have the communication to the level that you do? Well, so this is Belinda. I have to be honest and say that, you know, I have been a messenger for these angels for, um, it's close to, well, it's right at 28 years exactly. So it's a full Saturn return. I first began with being able to bring through Gabriel, who would be um, a spokes angel for the group of 12. Now I bring through all of them at one time. So it's been an evolution for me to be able to do that. And the way that I do that is because I do it all the time. And the more that I bring through their messages and feel that and test that vibrationally, the, the, the easier the flow has, has become for me. What the angels are really saying is that everyone is connected with angels all the time. And they love to respond to human beings with action. 
meaning things get better. If you want to sit down and have a conversation with an angel, then that really requires that you connect with the little child that lives within your heart, right? The, um, that pure, innocent divinity within us, the angels describe that as a child because the child is trusting and believing it does help to, you don't have to, but it does help to believe in angels because then you're more willing to ask for assistance. They're going to help anyway. Sometimes I'm asked that question. Well, do angels only you know, come if we call them? They're always around. They're always trying to help. It's that when we call them on a conscious level, then we go, aha, wow. they're real, they're real. And that inspires the human ego to ask more often. Right. I mean, in, in some of the experiences that I've had where I still would like to see or maybe have an image of one, I think that would be a pretty cool thing (laughs) to be able to see it. But every time I've asked for, for help or assistance, they've always shown up in some way and and things kind of smoothed out and worked out so i do think you're right like they are they are there and of course you've been studying this for such a long time and have really mastered that ability um you know so not not to say that what what you're doing doesn't take a lot a lot of study and work because it certainly does and energy but i mean that we all have that ability to make those connections and even even just in my own experience, uh, and I'll share one with, with you really quickly before we go to break. I was having a hard time at, at a job and and I was just really depressed and wanted to quit and, and just was really angry, you know, at, at a, a certain person, but like a collective group of people and just not not happy and not knowing what to do about the situation. And I just said, look, give me a sign, you know, of what what do you think I should do? And all of a sudden this car like zipped in front of me and I'll always forget this, the license, not license plate, there's a bumper sticker on the back that said, be not afraid. And then all of a sudden the car kind of took off, like it came in front of me and then it took off. And I'm like, well, there's my message right there. (laughs) You know, they were showing me something and it was just such, it was just such a weird feeling that came over me. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk a little bit more about the angelic realm and Belinda Womack, just so fascinating. Give us a call if you have a question, 816-251-3555. I'm Diane Ray. We'll be right back. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Thanks for coming back after the break. I'm Diane Ray, just having a fascinating conversation here with my guest, Belinda Womack. And we're talking about her life and working with the angels and her new book, which is really interesting. It's such fascinating information in here. Lessons from the 12 Archangels, Divine Intervention in Daily Life. And we were talking a little bit about how 
angels want to help us. They're around us. We all have that ability to have some sort of, you know, relationship and communicate with them. And I was sharing a story of, of what I have always thought to myself was an angelic communication and connection uh, through a bumper sticker, which kind of gave me a message. And then during the break, I said to Belinda, so I guess they can, you know, get in touch with you, tap you on the shoulder, throw a bumper sticker in it. And it can really be through through any any means, right, Belinda? It does, doesn't have to be like a big, you know, light or something in the sky. It can be something simple like that. Absolutely. And the other thing, Diane, is that angels and our guides and helpers in heaven, um, because we all have really, we have a whole committee that helps us, they will repeat the message. So if we don't get it one way, they'll send it through in a different way. Um, they just are relentless because they understand that that ego likes proof. It likes validation. It likes and needs reassurance. Um, so they help us to really create a new life, uh, to change reality, if you want to go a little metaphysical. Um, and they do that by helping us to feel and to get in touch with what really matters and to lift it all up and to let the love in. Because love is a creative power. And that's something that oftentimes we hear about love all the time, but we don't necessarily know what it is. It's the same power that Mother, Father, God, or the Creator uses to create us. So we get to work with that energy. And then things really begin to change. Right. And it's interesting that we don't think of love as a creative power, right? I, I like that. You know, you, you would think, oh, love is like, well, I love my my husband or my pets or, you know, that kind of love, like romantic love. But it, it's really more than that, more of a power than just that. So it is the power to create, right? Yes, it definitely is the power to create. And it's the power to heal. And it's the power to bring transformation. Sometimes we human beings can feel like we're stuck in a box or we're stuck in an alleyway where there's no way out. So when we call on the power of love, just you know, through angels, angels, show me how to get through this or spirit, you know, and they all come, whether you want to call angels spirit or helpers or um, entities or fairies, they don't care. They're not caught up in, in titles like we human beings can, can be. Their whole point is if we feel stuck and we feel alone, ask for help. Just say, show me the way. And they're going to present that way one step at a time, and they will repeat it through messages that are just happening all around us in, in everyday life until we get it, until then we, we know it, we feel it, we do it, and then they're going to present the next step for us. Does that make sense? And it'll, sure. I mean, and it'll make sense to us exactly. Like if I would have told someone the the story of seeing that bumper sticker, they would have said, well, that's just coincidence. You know, it could have been any car in front of you. It doesn't matter. But the fact that it had that specific message that made sense to what I was going through at that moment, I knew that that was something that I should pay attention to. So the, the message will definitely make sense to us. 
Yes, it will. And again, it will repeat until we get the message. I mean, angels don't really believe in consequences. They say everything happens in divine order, in divine orchestration. Right. Now, I have to ask this question. It might seem kind of silly, but I'm so curious. So I know people describe angels in very different ways, and I like to think of them with wings and I think they're more, to me, they show up sometimes more male than female, although I know they, they don't have, they're not tied to any kind of gender. I mean, I have to ask, do you see a visual of of that, of what they look like, or do they appear to you in a certain way? Like it, like not in front of you as a, as a, I'm not trying to say like a ghost or, you know what I mean? Like when you think of it, do they, <laughs> do they come to you as you're imagining them? in a certain visual way. So they often will appear in the way that we expect them to appear. And then all of that can change. So the first time I um, had a a vision of Archangel Gabriel, I was definitely not expecting to see an angel. So the way the angel appeared was very much like out of a book with these huge, huge golden wings and a trumpet. And that's how I knew it was Gabriel because I'm like, I think that's the angel that has a trumpet. Since that time, I have seen the angels in many different forms. And I have to be honest, when I'm getting my teeth cleaned, which is not my favorite thing to do, and I have my eyes closed, they will appear in hula skirts, playing banjos, whatever it takes to try to distract me. So, and that's again, seeing them with what we call the inner eye or the third eye, the eye of the heart. And they say, you know, to see them is is fine, but it's not really the juiciest way to experience them. You want to feel them because to feel them is to know them, is to trust them. To see them is just a bit of extra sprinkles on the frosting of the cake. Right. And really more, what's more important is the feeling that you have, uh, you know, than the Because visual. then your body will confirm it for you. You'll get goosebumps or feel good and expanded and euphoric. You're going to feel happy when angels are around. Right. How could you not? <laughs> I think that would just be joyous. That would just be joyful. So I wanted to talk too about the messages that you share in the book. There's 48 messages from the angels that we can apply to our daily lives. And these messages are things that you've called, right, that have been inspired from your 25 years of working and teaching about the angels and I was kind of opening them up and I I was reading through the book and then I was coming across a message that was really speaking to me at that time where, you know, like, Oh, I want to meet my guardian angels. So I went to that message and then there's other ones about love and marriage and, and resolving conflict. Now I did come to one that I had never heard before a message that referenced something called Shabungi or Shabungi. And I was curious about that because I never have heard of that. So that's the angel's word for negative energy. Shabungi is that fear just generates negative vibrations and fear and it can fear can feel 
um, quite sticky. So like right now with a pandemic, we can feel the intensity sometimes of, of the world and the nervousness and the anxiety. Angels call all of that shabungi. And they give us tools to work with the power of love to change what we are experiencing and to transform those low vibration um, energies to back into love because that's what love does. It's so transformative. So that's what shabungi means. Okay, that's so that's so interesting. So that's actually a word that was given to you that, yes. that they gave. So it's an angel mm-hmm. word <laughs> that they gave to you. Well, oh, and they just think cool. they, they hope that even when you say the word that it'll it's so ridiculous that it will make you smile and just begin to help shift the perspective of oh my goodness um, I'm caught in even if it's very what we would call dark or evil or scary or you know really really scary low vibe energy if you call on the help of divine love and you call on angels and um, and work with they they teach a lot in their book how to work with the colors of God's rainbow. So violet is what they use to help us transform shabungi. And you just imagine the color and you're in the color. It's the energy of the crown chakra. And that energy transforms fear back into love. And it will lift and shift even the heaviest, densest, darkest vibrations that we might find ourselves somehow caught in really works quickly. And you, yeah. And you explain um, all of that in the book with, you know, how to work with the angels and our different and our chakras, right. Our energy centers that are coordinated with coordinated to colors, right? So there's, there's different colors that we would uh, work with or concentrate on for each of those chakras. And, I mean, I, I really want to spend time with some of these exercises and the meditations because even just reading over them, I mean, they're so uh, they're so visual. You know, you can, I mean, I, you can really get into it just through reading the descriptions. And there was one that was really interesting that I wanted to ask you about that is slicing the cords of master fear. I mean, I just noticed you don't you don't use the word Satan or the devil or or anything like that i mean would would master fear just be like fear is evil but not like a say like a satan character or maybe there i don't mean i don't i really don't think there is a satan maybe you can confirm that (laughs) is there not one from the 12 archangels perspective master fear is a teacher because we're on schoolroom earth to learn from fear so that we choose love So they are not attached to what we call fear. Um, We can call it Satan if we want. We can call it evil if we want. But their whole thing is if we can change that perspective and see fear as a teacher, then we can feel a lot more courageous and understand that we have power. We are not victims of We can be victimized, of course, by all kinds of fearful things, but we have power to transform 
what we have experienced that has caused us harm and pain and suffering. And as we transform it within ourselves, we actually help lift it up and off of schoolroom earth. So that's the reason for using the terminology of master fear is to encourage us when you are afraid, ask, what is this teaching me? What can I release? What can I let go of from the past? What can I forgive? Even if, even if I don't even know what I'm forgiving. Forgiveness is a power of love that sets us free. It's a pretty remarkable power. It is. It sounds, it's really remarkable. Because fear holds so many of us back. I mean, I think fear is the greatest you know, the greatest deterrent to, to real happiness because it keeps us from, you know, taking that job that we really want or telling that person how we really feel. And, and in that exercise, it, you describe, or the angels describe that fear wants us to believe that love comes, comes from something outside of ourselves when really it's, it's within, right? And in that exercise, I forget though, what is the color that it, I think it's blue. Is it, are we working yeah. with Archangel Michael in that exercise with, yes. with that color? Yeah. So you're working with the energy of the throat or will chakra. And this energy, it's a beautiful royal or cobalt blue. And it's all about truth. And so truth sets us free. The truth at the highest vibration is that fear is an illusion. So when we face the fear, and we say, you know what, you're just a bad joke. And we really face it. And that's where Archangel Michael can really help. Um, and Archangel Victoria. The angels are both feminine and they, they, they're feminine and masculine to, in total balance. So just if we will cut the cord, which means the attachment, we get attached to things we're afraid of. The angels teach us. You human beings, you actually attach when you're afraid you won't get what you want. When you believe you will get what you want, then you, you, you don't create these negative, fearful attachments. So just call on Archangel Michael, cut those cords, set yourself free, leap forward, trust your heart, see what happens. So if we're always in fear or anxiety, and I'm sure a lot of us are in, in fear right now, probably a lot more fear and anxiety than normal, you know, obviously what, you know, what we're dealing with, then this would be such a great exercise to do. You know, maybe you could do it every day if you, if you felt you had to, and, you know, to really just cut those cords. And I like, so I guess I like that visual of cutting the cord. And let me give you um, let me give you a, a visual quick from Archangel Michael that is great fun. That's not in Lessons from the Twelve Archangels. It's to go through Archangel Michael's car wash. So it's the same thing. It's all of these beautiful swords made of sound and light, cobalt blue, royal blue. But you are the vehicle that's going through the car wash, and so that car wash are those brushes that are going around you, just clearing all the negative cords, cutting through anything that you might be attached to. And so you can be sure if you say, okay, I'm taking myself through Archangel Michael's car wash, you're going to feel better by the time you come out the other side. 
So it's the same thing, same thing, just different imagery. Yeah, I like that image. And is there something you could share with um, with the listeners for helping us deal with, you know, people or negative people or negativity or fear just as we're dealing with people in our daily lives, you know, some negative person that we're dealing with? Is there something that we can kind of surround ourselves in to protect us from that? Well, yes and no. So we can be in um, all of the colors of the rainbow. So those are that's just all of those chakra colors. So if you if you forget all of the colors, you just focus on beautiful white gold divine love. That is an incredible protective energy because you're putting out love. So the whole thing is is that the earth works like a mirror, and so when we are when we are being um, assaulted by another person's negative energy, instead of sending negative energy back or being frustrated with that person, which of course is that's easier said than done. But if we will fill up and just be in that white gold, beautiful flowing divine love, which we can do with intention and we just psychically or mentally, we send to that person, I send you love. I send you love. I send you love. You'll find that that exchange gets better or that person will just, you know, will just take their bad mood and walk far away because they want to be in the bad mood. If they want the bad mood and the negative attitude to shift, then it will do so instantly. That's the power of love. Right. And also in, in the book, you talk about compassion, which I think is lacking so much lately these days and message 47 actually says that compassion is the highest vibration and that we need to show compassion and love like you're describing to others without somehow getting attached to the fear and the anger or whatever that they're giving us right so i guess is that that's the challenge well the challenge from the angel's perspective is you need to practice compassion with yourself and with your own humanity. As you do that, it's easier to practice compassion with others. You know, it's that when we get so impatient and judging of our own self, then it's, it's easier to get frustrated with others. So to live a more loving, kind, and compassionate life, it really does make a miraculous difference to begin at home that means with self and then those qualities of love will just become a part of us it will be something that we don't know how not to practice compassion right I like that and towards the end of the book there's this great chapter I want to share with people and it's called angel letters and you share information, you know, a letter from Gabriel to us humans about communication, which I thought was really great. And so I just, I wanted to ask you about that, about that chapter, you know, the, the angel letters and, and did that come to you? I mean, that came to you over, over a long period of time, over some years, these letters from Gabriel and the other angels. So the, um, the ingredients in the letters, yes, 
It took it took time because what, whenever the angels share things with me, it's always tools that I have to use myself. I'm asked to um, practice everything that they teach through me. I have to I have to walk the talk as it goes. So with um, Gabriel's letter on communication, what's so wonderful is I use that, I teach that to clients all the time, especially people who are in partnership, because to speak with the heart, which means just with your pure thought, and you send that message that you want to give that other person to Archangel Gabriel, and you say, please deliver the message. Gabriel takes out any fear, negativity, and the message is delivered to the other person, and it bypasses their ego. So sometimes they think it's their own idea, or sometimes um, they just receive it with, with grace instead of being so defensive, and I feel so guilty because I've made you unhappy. This way you see a shift in that other person's behavior without having to you know, get into that ego conflict, and that's what the angels are all about. They really are about peace and love and clear communication so that you're heard and so that both people are respected and honored. And I can see where that I'm going to, um, I'll have to try this. <laughs> Maybe it'll help me communicate better, you know, with, with my husband and uh, other people, it works. you know, it works. other people close to me. And, and I love that in that chapter of the angel letters, it says, turn to these letters when you need to remember that you were never alone. So, you know, if you're, if you're having trouble communicating or if you're in distress for some other, other reason, that we, we really are, are never alone, right? They're, they're here for us. Well, and it's actually impossible for us to be alone. It's only the ego um, that the angels describe as the size of a green pea in, the, in our whole big vessel. And the, the, it's only the ego that was designed to believe in separation because it can believe in fear. So if we, if we just look at the, you know, bigger picture of even of ourself, our, our soul, our heart, our, even our physical um, temple that we're in, it's much, much bigger than the ego. And it's all a part of what the angels call and others um, divine oneness. We can never, ever leave divine oneness. We're always a part of the universe. So when we remind the ego of that, it can kind of chill out and surrender and say, oh, okay. Because when you're calling on the help of angels, you're calling on the help of all of divine oneness, of every soul that exists. You're calling on that kind of help. And so you're going to have results. And that's a big thing that the angels ask for us to look for is, hey, you know, don't, don't just take a person's word for it, call on us, look for the results, be that scientist yourself, say, I'm skeptical, show me, show me that I'm not alone, prove to me, I'm not alone, that there's help for me. And that proof is going to come. Right, I love that. I'm, I'm going to keep working on that. I, I know that they're out there. And 
I'm just going to keep asking and keep telling them to prove to me. And we just have a few minutes left. It's been so wonderful to talk with you about this. I love talking about this kind of stuff. And I would love for you to be able to share with the listeners. You have a new webinar uh, coming up in January called Transforming the Sometimes Painful and Negative Reality of Living on Earth. And I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that. Well, so the webinar is really going to focus on giving tools that we can use every day to shift that vibration, to shift that vibration of when we feel that we are suffering or in pain. And they're going to give tools to shift that at a deep subconscious level so that so that the good feelings last and also um as we do this work within ourselves, it helps to change the story for humanity. That's what they're all about. They work through divine oneness through us. They say, whatever Diane transforms within Diane, it's helping all concerned. So if anyone is interested in that webinar, um, there is a banner on my homepage on BelindaWomack.com. You just click that and it takes you to the information where you can download the flyer. And that's such perfect timing too for that to be happening at the beginning of January. <laughs> because what well, we've been through this have a whole better year. year. Exactly. I mean, we're putting 2020 behind us and being able to start the new year fresh with the angels and transforming the negativity of what we've been dealing with is is so perfect. And Belinda, it's been so wonderful to talk with you. The book is out right now, Lessons from the 12 Archangels, Divine Intervention in Daily Life. And thank you so thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.